this is Leah, and welcome to this week's Hashtag for Paris podcast. It's wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. Welcome. I'm glad that you are joining us again uh, this week. Uh, today, we are beginning a new series, and it's a series that is going to be focusing upon prayer, upon conversations with God. Now, I know for those of you watching, uh, prayer may land in different places in your life. Uh, for, for some of you, you may be well-seasoned in prayer. That, that praying, praying is, is a part of your faith. Praying is a part of your life. And that, that prayer, in some ways, is a gift that God gives to you. But then there's others. And maybe this more resonates with you. Prayer is a bit of a struggle. In some ways, you're kind of intimidated by prayer. You, you wonder, you know, what exactly should I say? Or am I doing it the right way? Or does it even matter or make a difference at all? And so for the next number of weeks, uh, I want to look at a prayer that Jesus taught. Likely the most well-known prayer, often referred to as the Lord's Prayer or Our Father. And I want us to look at it in a way that helps us understand more and more how it is that we can pray. Because having this conversation with God is incredibly important. And to take a little bit of the, the pressure off and, and the guilt off, I think many of us, if you're struggling with prayer, understand that the context of Jesus teaching this prayer is that his disciples came to him and asked him, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Nowhere else in the Gospels is it recorded where they asked Jesus to teach them something like this. They didn't ask them, Jesus teaches how to preach. They didn't ask him, Jesus teaches how to perform miracles. Uh, you would think top of the list might be water into wine, but none of that. Because they saw something significant. In many ways, I think when the disciples asked, you know, teach us how to pray, it wasn't so much a technique they were after, but rather Jesus prayed in a way that was different. Jesus prayed in a way that he was able to relate to God the Father in a way that they had not seen before. And so my hope is that regardless of wherever you are when it comes to prayer, if you are advanced or if you are a novice, if you have never even uttered a prayer before, that this will be a helpful series for you as we begin to unpack these conversations with God. And so let's, let's jump into the passage. Let's jump into the place where, where Jesus first taught us how to pray. We're going to turn to the account in, in Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 5. And before Jesus gets into his prayer, he he gives a little bit of background, uh, a little bit of parameters that is going to help us understand some important things when it comes to prayer. And so in verse 5, we read this. Jesus says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can hear them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on as the Gentiles do. 
They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. For your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. There it is. Less than 60 words. Jesus teaches us how to pray. Now today, I, I want to look at two things that are going to help us in our understanding of this prayer that are really going to set up the rest of the weeks. Two things that I think are, are vital that, that we want to continue to, to come back to when we understand how it is that we are to pray. The first one is to understand that what Jesus gives his disciples, what Jesus gives us, is not a, a mantra that we are to repeat word by word, line from line, over and over and over and over again, but rather what Jesus gives us is a model as to how to pray. Maybe sometimes you, you struggle and you think, well, what, what exactly do I talk to God about? It's in the Lord's Prayer that we see Jesus begin to break down the conversations that we can have with God. The thing that's brilliant about this model of prayer is that Jesus actually captures and encompasses all of life. Now, it's a, it's a lot to go through, which is why we're going to go through it slowly to help us understand that in this model, Jesus reminds us of how prayer is to capture all of life. Not just simply what is going on in the moment, not just simply the, the crisis we want averted, but how do we incorporate our conversations with God to cover everything in life? The second thing that we see Jesus in presenting this model of the Lord's Prayer that I think is one of the most important things for us to understand when it comes to prayer is simply this, the importance of focus. Think for a moment, when you pray or if you pray, what is the focus of your prayers? Is it more on yourself or is it upon God? I think one of the greatest hiccups, one of the greatest distractions when it comes to prayer is we can suddenly begin to make prayer all about me. Did you notice before Jesus even got into the model as to how to pray, he says, don't be like two groups of people, the Pharisees and the Gentiles. Now, the Pharisees, in Jesus' day, they were the religious leaders. They were the ones who seemingly, to everyone else, had it all figured out. They were the ones that when you would show up to synagogue, to church, they were the ones who'd be at the front offering these incredibly lofty, wordy, majestic prayers. In this example, Jesus says they even go out into the streets and begin to pray. And Jesus says, don't be like them. Don't do it to draw attention to yourself. Rather, go to a quiet place. Go to a room, close the door, and simply talk to God. There you will receive your reward. 
Now I can already hear many of you looking at the screen thinking, Joel, that is not my issue. I do not stand on the street corner. I don't want to pray in church. Heck, I don't even want to pray in front of other people. That's not my issue. But then Jesus says there's a second thing. He says, don't be like the Gentiles who babble and repeat over and over and over again. Then Jesus says something that is rather interesting and, and makes us think a little bit. He says, don't be like the Gentiles because your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask. Let that line sink in for a moment. Because Jesus is saying, listen, even before you ask God what you need, he already knows. I don't know about you, but my mind can then quickly go to the place of thinking, then why even pray? What is the point in any of it? And then I catch myself and realize that when I have that type of mentality, I realize that the focus of my prayers are too much about me. I think one of the bigger concerns is that when it comes to prayer, and maybe why you struggle with prayer, or maybe why you feel guilty even when you pray, is you realize that you're praying a lot about yourself. Now I get it, there are important things to be praying for. There are important things that God wants to hear from us. But did you notice how Jesus began his prayer? It wasn't about needs. It wasn't about requests. He began and says, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. The very beginning of Jesus' prayer. The focus is specifically upon God the Father. What would it begin to look like if we set aside time to begin our prayers not coming with our needs, not coming with our concerns, but rather putting our focus upon God? You see, Jesus reminds us that, that when we pray to the Father, when we make our focus upon Him, we will receive our reward. And I think oftentimes our, our reward is, is not getting what it is that, that we may want, but rather our reward is reminding ourselves that God is in control. The reward is, is often the way in which God will shape and change our perspective so that if things don't go our way, we're able to remain faithful. When, when things may go in a different way, we can begin to continue to trust that God is at work. Making God the focus of our prayers doesn't always come easily. For the last number of years, I've been meeting with, with two other guys. And a weekly, we would meet and we would pray uh, for about 25, 30 minutes before we'd head off to work. Uh, during COVID, we've had to switch it up a little bit. It hasn't been as regular. But we got to the place a couple of years ago where we said, let's, let's once a week, what, sorry, once a month, make the focus of our prayer not asking for anything, just simply focusing upon God. 
that was often the hardest week because immediately things would rush in and I would think, oh yeah, but okay, I'm going to thank God for this and I'm going to focus on God for this, but I, I really need to tell him about this or, or I need to remind him about this. And then I'm reminded of those words, God already knows even before you ask. And so keep your focus upon him. Focus upon how God is the one in heaven, how he is in control, how he is holy, how, how he is set apart. What would begin to, to happen? What would begin to occur in our lives with our perspective if prayer was not simply telling God what we needed or what we wanted to see happen and rather allowed it to be focused upon him. So what's our takeaway? Let me offer you uh, a few things here today. The first one is this. Would you be intentional about setting aside some time to pray? Jesus mentions, go into a room, close the door, and pray. And there your heavenly Father will hear you. The natural thought may be, well, does that mean I shouldn't pray in church? Or, you know, I shouldn't pray in small group? Or prayers in my car? Or walking on a hike don't matter? No, no, no. Because in other places in the Bible, actually, the Apostle Paul says, you know, pray at all times. I think what Jesus is saying is set aside time to be intentional about keeping your focus on God. So set aside some time. Give it a few minutes and then build from there. Maybe it's better in the morning or maybe it's during lunch hour or maybe it's in the evening. What would it begin to look like if you intentionally set aside some time to pray? The second thing is when you pray, begin with God. Make Him the focus. I know, I know, it is so easy to get caught up in our lives. There may be like a laundry list of, of things and of, and of people that, 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 that you want prayer for or, or direction or wisdom in, but just slow the train down. Let your focus be upon God. Why not start with two lines? The very first two lines of the Lord's Prayer. Just start your prayer this way. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Use that as the model. And then start to, to break it down. What, what does it look like, the fact that God is our Father? What does it mean, the fact that he is in heaven? What does it start to represent for us in terms of how his name is holy? Just, just allow that to run through your mind. Uh, allow those words to come out. And begin to see what happens. Third thing I would, I would suggest, and, and, and this is in many ways worth the price of admission. I've, I've heard others talk about this and, and teach on this. And, and I find that when I do this regularly in my life, it has such a profound impact upon my prayer life. And it's this. Pray out loud. I think a lot of times we, we pray the words, but it's just in our head. There, there's something that happens 
when we speak it out loud. Maybe some of you are decision makers and, and you need to talk it out. You need to, to work it through. And, and as you talk about it and as you, as you share it with others, the decision becomes a little bit easier. Same is true when it comes to prayer. Oftentimes, the, the greatest distraction for me in praying is my own mind. And so when I sit down and, and I begin to think, well, you know, I'm just going to pray in my mind, it can often take me in a variety of directions. I start thinking about the things that I have to do, or the grocery list, things I have to pick up at the store, or I think about conversations that I had or conversations I'm going to have, or, or I think about what's coming up on the weekend, or decisions within the church. And the next thing you know, I've just sat there daydreaming for like 10, 15 minutes, and there hasn't been a whole lot of praying going on. But when I pray out loud, it keeps me focused. Now, I'm not saying be like those religious leaders who go out on the street corner and make it really loud. Maybe it's just a little mumble. But do the physical act of speaking the words verbally. I believe it'll make a difference. So this week, when you pray, set aside some time. Make God the focus and actually begin to pray out loud and start to see what happens. I believe you'll begin to witness the fact of how it starts to change our perspective in the midst of all of life. Join us next week as we are going to pick up where we left off and, and start to look again at how this prayer, this model that Jesus gives to us, is a model that encompasses all of life. And how we begin to look specifically at, are we praying that God's will will occur in our life and in our communities? Well, before I sign off, I think I'd be remiss to not close in prayer. And so what I want to do is, is model for you how I would pray the first two lines in my life. To keep the focus upon God of reminding ourselves that he is our Father in heaven and his name is holy. Maybe following this online service, you want to take just a few moments to pray with those that are there. Just take turns praying out loud and begin to see what God is going to do. Let's pray together. And so, our Father, who is in heaven. I thank you, God, that you are the one that is in control. I'm reminded of how in the midst of life, in the busyness, in the craziness, in the uncertainty, that when I focus upon you, I'm reminded that you are in heaven. I thank you that you are our Father, that 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 is an image for me of your love and your care and how you provide for me. So I thank you, God, that you are our Father, that you are in heaven. Lord God, I recognize that your name is holy, that, that you are set apart, that you are deserving not only to be praised, but to be honored. 
Lord God, may you be honored in my life, in my words, in the ways in which I live. Our Father, I pray that this week our focus would be upon you, the one that is in control, the one that is to be honored above every other. For we ask it all in Jesus' name, the one who taught us to pray these words. Amen. And so now may the Lord bless you and keep you. Now may the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious towards you. Now may the Lord look to you always, always, and grant you his hope, his peace, his love, and his joy today and in all of your tomorrows. Amen. Have a great rest of your week. today. We hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know a little bit more about who we are, hashtag for Paris, our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 1030 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B.ca. And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, we have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispres.ca, and I'll get back, right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone.